can't feel you at all. Are you glad you came to church today? Amen. I am excited today because I want to share something that the Lord gave me. And it's still in line with what we've been talking about. We've been talking about, we started by talking about contagious faith. How many were here when we talked about contagious faith? That your faith must become contagious, right? And for your faith to be contagious, it means that it has to be so much active that it, it affects God and moves God to do something he was not intending to do. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. That is, you do something, like you, the thing that you have done, is like God didn't intend to bless you, but God somehow finds himself blessing you. Your faith is so contagious that others are affected by you. Amen. Others are affected. Elijah, the Bible says, was a man subject to like passion as we are. And he said that there will be no rain. And the whole city, the whole nation was affected by his speech because his faith was contagious. Amen. And then we move from there to talk about if you are going to make your faith contagious, then you have to unquarantine your faith. How many were here when we talked about that? Was that last week? You have to unquarantine your faith. Amen. Today we are continuing by talking about now that your faith is unquarantined, now that you, you know that your faith must be contagious, the next one is put your faith into action. Oh, I said put your faith into action. So we're going to be talking about putting our faith into action. Hallelujah. Come with me to 2 Kings chapter number 7. There's a story there I want us to read. And uh, 2 Kings chapter 7 from verse 1 to 10. The Bible says, Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. That says the Lord. Tomorrow about this time, a sheet of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two sheets of barley, or barley shall be a shekel at the gate of Samaria. Let me give you a little background to this. There was farming because the, um, the enemies had come and the uh, Syrians had come and they had set a siege around the city of Samaria. And because of that, no one went out. Nobody came in. So they couldn't bring foodstuffs into the city. They couldn't do anything because the army had beset or besieged them. And because of that, there was a lot of problems. Hallelujah. There was a lot of problems for the city. They were, they were had famine and they couldn't even survive. And so with all that, the prophet gets up and says that tomorrow by this time, there will be a, an abundance, a harvest. And verse 2, so the officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, look, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, could this be? And he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Now, when there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? 
If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, and if we and we shall die there. If we sit here, we will die also. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they shall keep us alive, we shall live. If they shall kill us, we shall only die. In the King James says that we shall only but die. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the Syrian army to hear a noise of chariots and noise of horses and noise of a great army. So they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites, the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore, they rose and fled at twilight, and they left their camp intact, their tents, their horses, their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. And when these leprous men came to the outskirts of the camp, they, came in, they went into one tent and ate and drank, and they carried it from it silver and gold and clothing, and they went and hid them, and then they came back and entered into another tent, and they carried some from there, and they went and hid it. Then they said to one another, what we are doing is not right. This day is the day of good news, and we remain silent. If we wait until morning, morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now, therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called to the gatekeepers of the city. And they told them, saying, we went to the Syrian camp, and surprisingly, no one was there. Not a human sound. Only horses and donkeys tied and the tents intact. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. Faith in action. Uh, I, when I went to school, primary school, I was taught that a verb is an action word. It's a doing word, isn't it? When somebody says stand, what would you do? You perform an action. When somebody says sit, you will do something. When somebody says shout, you will do something. Because all those things are doing words. They are action words. And I want to submit to you that another action word is faith. Hallelujah. Faith is not a noun. Faith is not an adverb. Faith doesn't qualify a doing word. Are you with me? It's like you are dancing vigorously. <laughs> the, the vigorous is describing the type of dance. Are you, are you with me? If you say to somebody vigorous, the person won't perform any action. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? But it has to have the faith. I'm not making sense. So in the same way as Christians, we must understand that our faith is more than just something that we know. Something that we do. Or something that we see. You know, we, we say in uh, Romans 10, 17 that now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I think that particular scripture is misleading. 
Are you with me? It's misleading in the sense that before you can get to verse 17, you must go to verse 9 first. So, so the context of the 17 stems from verse 9, which says that if we shall we confess with our mouth to the law, if we con- that you go, go to verse 8 first. Verse 8, start from 8. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of what? Faith. That is preached. So it's near you and it's in your mouth and it's in your heart. And then it goes and says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe with your heart that he raised him from the dead, you will be what? Saved. Then it goes to verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So you see, believing alone is not enough. Keeping it in your heart alone does not bring salvation. If you say you believe, it doesn't qualify you for salvation. You see, most of us, we believe God can heal. We believe God can come through for us. We believe that God can do something. We have it in our hearts. But we don't as much as bring it out. The Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the mouth will not speak until the thing is in the heart. Are you with me? And when the thing is in the heart, it has to be overflowing in the heart for it to come out of the mouth. See, most of, of us, our Christianity, our faith, doesn't come out because it's not abundant in us. The reason why you never share your faith with anybody, the reason why you don't, you, don't, you don't witness to anybody, you don't do any of those things, is because the belief inside of your heart is very, very small. Uh, the place is gone quiet. I knew today was going to be quiet, so I brought a whole bag of amens. So, come on, Christopher, you are doing good. You are preaching very well. Preaching better than their amen, so I'm going to continue. Listen. Listen. We can tell your level of faith by the actions that you exhibit. Because the equation is, what is in your heart is backed by an action. So when we look at you confessing, see, what made us get born again was we believed what we had. So much so that we took a step and we said a prayer and we believed in the prayer. And that is what qualifies us to become Christians. Am I making sense? In the same way, anything you are going to get from God, anything you are going to derive in the kingdom of God, it comes up with the same principle. You need to believe and you need to back it with an action. Hallelujah. The reason why God doesn't come through for us, the reason why our faith is quarantined, the reason why we are not, our faith is not contagious is because we never put our faith into action. Are you with me? And, and if, if, you, if you want to disagree with me, fine. I want you to look back on your, the actions you have made up to this point. And let us examine it critically and see whether it was backed by faith. 
Hallelujah. Now, let's look at this story. This story starts this way. These are cripples. Uh, these are leprous people, which means that they are banished from the city. They can't go into the city. They are outcasts because they have contagious diseases. So they are not allowed to enter the city. So they have been quarantined outside the city. And the guys, the people in the city have a famine going on there. And if they, the leprous people live off the benevolence of the people in the city, and they don't have anything. So can you imagine? There are always levels of poverty. You think you are poor, but somebody's poorer than you. Are you with me? You think you are broke, but somebody's broke more broke than you, broker than you. You think you are depressed, but somebody's more depressed than you. There are always levels. So in the city, there was a level of poverty. But it was harsher outside than it was in the city. Now look at this this way. The guys who were in the city suffering did not take any action. When the prophet went to them, the prophet stands for the word of God. When the word of God came, he said that God said, tomorrow by this time, your family will be overturned. The guy in the, on whose hands the king leans on was typical of most of us. When we hear the, 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 the word of God coming, we say, oh, yeah, 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 right. Even if God was to open the windows of heaven and release a blessing, how can this happen? How can these things be? Tomorrow, rains have been falling. Nothing has come. Look how harsh the economy is. There's, high, there's runaway inflation. It's gone past hyperinflation, runaway inflation. You need one trillion dollars to buy bread. <laughs> that, is, that is not runaway, that is hurricane inflation. <laughs> ah, you need one wheelbarrow <laughs> to go and get one piece of bread. <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? And then you come and say, tomorrow by this time. I mean, listen, Pastor, let's be real about this. Some, some things, you can't, you can't use uh, this type of hocus-pocus beliefs. We are in the real world. Maybe it happened in the Bible days, but in the real world, things like this don't happen. Let's be real. Let's put the Bible aside. And the prophet said that because of what you have said, you will see it, but you partake of it. Listen, a lot of us are seeing people blessed, and we are not partaking of it. And that is because we have become like this, this guy who is saying negative things about what the word of God has said. Listen, whether you like it or not, people are being blessed without doing anything. Just they had a little faith, and they acted on their faith, and they are blessed. I don't know, but I'm going to take a faith. A step of faith and start a business. And that business is now one million, multi-million uh, dollar company. And you are sitting there, oh, this person is very blessed. Lucky. This person is lucky. lucky. Oh, I wish, I wish, no, stop wishing. I said, stop wishing. Am I talking to somebody? It's time, listen, Christianity is never a theory, a theory, a theoretic exercise. 
our modern day Christians have turned Christianity into a theoretic exercise. We hear, and we saw a good word. That was powerful. We read the Bible and say, wow, it's powerful. But we never ever bring it into our lives. And we never see God perform miracles in our lives because we have never put that word into action. Faith comes by hearing. But that hearing faith is not a doing faith. And it's not a faith that yields anything. Come with me to James chapter 2. Am I talking to somebody? That faith does not produce. Start, let's start with James chapter 1. Verse 22. He says that, but be ye what? Doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. So that faith that we say faith comes by hearing, faith comes by hearing. I've heard a lot of, a lot, I've heard a lot of the uh, word of God, so I have faith. It's a misleading faith. I didn't say it. James is saying it. Be what? Doers of the word and not hearers only. When was the last time you went to the showroom to ask how much the car cost? Let me break it down. When was the last time you went to the shops to try a suit on? Don't look at the price tag. I said, don't look at the price tag. I'm going to demonstrate how you can use your faith to buy things. Me, I use my faith to buy things all the time. All the time. Oh, all the time. And a good example is this, this church building. Yeah. We use faith to buy. The day I came to this building to come and talk to the owners of this building, sat with them, they were like, wow. This man has a lot of money. <laughs> no, I didn't have one pound in my pocket. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. But by it, the elders obtained a good reward, a good report. By it, they used the currency of faith to purchase. Faith is a currency. Are you with me? I said faith is a currency. That can be used. It's something in your hand. You use it to purchase things. Just as a hundred pound uh, um, uh, voucher can buy things. Same way, hundred amount, uh, whatever the equivalent of in faith can buy things as well. We came to this place. Sat here and said, sitting around this area. And we said to the, 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 the vicar that, how much is this building? I said, oh, oh yeah, we've given it to the agent. I said, no, 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 I don't like dealing with agents. I want to deal with you. <laughs> so how much? Told him, listen, I went to a Methodist school. I, mean, I've been, I was born a Methodist. So I want to help you. I want to keep this in the family. So we are going to buy it. And we are going to make sure that our building is retained in the Methodist family. The guy was like, yeah. And he said, yeah, you see, we don't want it to become a carpet warehouse. I said, definitely do not be a carpet warehouse. We are going to keep it. Well, I didn't have a pound in my pocket. The number of people in my church was not even more up to 50. It doesn't make sense, does it? To say you are buying a church building when you don't have 15 members. 
and you say you are buying. And I came, it's like, so I said to the man, um, it was around about this time. It was around about this time, November time when we came here. It was very cold. We came in, I said, okay. So we'll buy, and I said, we'll buy and remodernize the place because there used to be pews. Can you put some of the, the old pictures, the pews here, there for, for people to, I said, we are going to buy it and take the pews out and remodernize the place and make it very, very nice, put air conditioning. This is how it used to look like when we came. Even this one is nice. When we came, it wasn't like this. Because this was part of the redecoration. I'm, I'm teaching practical faith. This is how this building used to look. And I was telling the man, we are going to remove all these, these wooden things and make it nice. We'll make the stage, state of the art. Make it nice. The guy was looking at me. He's like, yes, you are the man I want to talk to. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you're going to do that, I've been looking for you. People like you. I said, yes, we're going to do it. Then, I said, then he said that we don't want to give it to other churches to rent. We want an outright sale. I said, me too, I agree. We want an outright. We, because I want to purchase it outright. Well, I didn't have a pound. <laughs> the leprous people stood up and they started walking to the camp of Samaria because they said, why sit we here till we die? Our church was in a swimming pool place. When people are swimming, we are having place and worship. We're, we're having church in a community center. As people are swimming, you are seeing them swimming and you are saying, bless the Lord. <laughs> And they are also looking at you doing bless the Lord as they are swimming in the water. They are wondering whether you are okay. <laughs> we too are wondering whether they are okay. Yeah. We came. See, if we are sat in the place where we, are, we were, we'll still be sitting there. Are you with me? Faith is an action word. You take a step. Whether you have money in your pocket or not, you take. Listen, Christians, we must stop doing using the world system. The world system is money on the left. Uh, what do you call it? Goods on the right, and we exchange. Or credit on the left, goods on the right, we exchange. Don't stop buying things on credit all the time. Trust. Use faith sometime. I say use faith sometime. We came here, spoke to the man. He said, "We don't want any. Uh, uh, what do you call it?" Uh, church doing lease renting want outright. I said yes, I also want the outright lease. Then we went. I came back again. I said to him, "Listen, I'm talking to my bankers. Well, my bankers. This is my bankers. <laughs> and when I spoke to my bankers, what we had was not even up to four thousand pounds. I said, oh, we are talking to our bankers. Our monies are not yet ready." So this is what we are going to do. I didn't tell them, oh, please. No, no. I went to him and said, this is what we are going to do. We are going to take the building off you. Run it. Whilst we are sorting things with our bankers. And then before the end of the year, we will give you your money. Fish. So yeah, it's a good idea. Do anything to help you, anything. On the 25th of December, we were in this building. Our first service. Uh, we bought the building. Well, we didn't have any coin. <laughs> Are you with me? And, and see, even the world people, when they see your boldness in the, what you believe, 
Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't see your boldness. They just have to comply. Hallelujah. Every bank we went to said that we have not been in existence for more than uh, one year. You need a minimum of three years that they can track your income and expenditure before they will give you a loan or mortgage or whatever. We didn't qualify at all. We have stayed here the 12 months turned into 18 months. Then after a while, the man saw that I was blagging. So he <laughs> came to me and said, listen, my friend, <laughs> I give you, I'm giving you five days. By then, we had um, put a, a lot of uh, uh, energy in this place. So now other churches had seen that, oh, this place is a good place to use. So there was a church waiting with money to come and buy a building. So the man came and said, listen, I'm giving you five days. At the end of the five days, if you don't, we don't see any movement in terms of cash, you are out. I don't know why we never pack our things. Normally when they said that, you have to start packing your things. <laughs> Isn't it? You have to start packing your instruments and things. to Because if the five days is Monday to Friday, it's finished. Monday I was at work. What are we going to do? Tuesday, I was at work. We have now how many more days? That second is so three more days. I was at work. Lunchtime, I was going through my phone. Then I, I just something. Do uh, church mortgages, mortgages for churches. I just did it. Then I just went like that, like that. Then I pressed the one. And then I, there was a number, and I called the number. When I called this man, I said, I said, my friend, you need to help me. You need to save me. <laughs> I'm about to lose my building. And he said, what happened? I said, I told him the story that we have three days. He said, oh, if you had come earlier, I would have been able to. But three days, there's, I don't even if I'm doing magic. Three days is it's too, it's too short. I said, do your best. Called my wife, I said, I've spoken to somebody. The person says they are, they're going to do their best. So let's begin, believe. And you see, the way I would say it, I don't say it to her like from a negative point. Do, do you get it? Because I, I talk big to her to build her faith. <laughs> so, I, oh, they are going to come. Two days will be sorted. They say, are you sure? I say, yeah, yeah. Because you see, my, my wife is a realist. I, I, I always say, I am like a giraffe, and my wife is like a tortoise. Me, I see far, and I can't see anything near me. And my wife is very, very near. We have this bill. We have this bill. We have this bill. We have this bill. We have one mile. I'm just seeing one mile up down the road. So I have to make the tortoise also see. Otherwise, we are in trouble. Then come Wednesday. Was it Wednesday? Wednesday afternoon. I was at work, then I saw my phone ringing. It was this guy. So I rushed out and I picked the call. When I picked the call, he said, uh, he's not promising, but a, a, a bank has said that they, are in, they, they, they can, might be able to help. So what he has done is that he's giving them my number. So they will call me in the next few minutes. So I should stand by. So I stood there. 
<laughs> waiting. Waiting, Lord. Then the phone rang. Then I put on my nice voice. Executive voice. Hello? <laughs> the, the, the man said, oh, where they seen our, um, you know, and, and, and see, practical faith is not foolishness. Because in the interim, we had drawn our business plan. And we had done all the way we are going to be able to pay off whatever loan they give us. Are you with me? We are drawn so that when they read it, they thought these people are not idiots. These people are very, they, they have vision. They, they are very clever people. So the guy called me. I have read your business plan. I've seen, I think there's a potential here. That's what he said. Can we meet you tomorrow? And I said, oh, yes, my, my, I'll be there with my secretary. You meet us tomorrow. I told my wife that tomorrow you are my secretary. You are not going to work. <laughs> tomorrow, put on your best suit. Me too, I'm putting on my Christmas suit. So I put on my Christmas suit. She also put her best suit. And we came to the, we, the, uh, the back of the office. And we did it. The place was looking like a proper, you know, office. I had my table. I put computer in front of me. The computer wasn't working. <laughs> Proper things there, you know, and then she so these people came, we welcomed them, brought them to the office. And my secretary brought them to the office. Hello, sat them down, said, Tea or coffee, please. Tea or coffee, please. She went to do tea or coffee. And I was <laughs> so they were telling me, so so how can we be of help? I started telling them, this that, that this is what we are gonna do, this is what we are gonna do. They were here for how many minutes? About 15 minutes, no more than 15 minutes. So can you take us around the place? Yeah, I took them, so, okay, this is our vision, this is what we are gonna do, in this place we're gonna do this, in this place we're gonna do that, in this place we're gonna do this, you know, in this room we're gonna do this, in this, in this place we're gonna do this. So it's like everything had been budgeted for and planned for. They saw that we had put, because faith is not foolishness. Am I talking to somebody? Faith is not foolishness. It's not just sleeping close in your eyes. You know that's imaginary dreams that you imagine. How many know what I'm talking about? You, you, you are steering the dream as you are going. <laughs> no, 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 that's not faith. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So the, 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 the guy stood somewhere here, halfway between here and there because the pew started, I think, from around here. So like halfway there. As, as we were going, I, I didn't know whether they were going to give it to us or not. So two of them were in front. I was behind them. My secretary was behind. And they were coming. We got to the middle. Because I didn't introduce her as my wife. I said my secretary. So she, he turned. And he said, on paper and with everything, you don't qualify. Because you haven't, the church hasn't been there for three years. But we are going to give you what you are looking for because of what you have said to us. Because of what you are. And this was, this was uh, um, Thursday, was Wednesday. Was Wednesday. This was Wednesday afternoon. They came around afternoon, right? Wednesday afternoon. By 
Friday. I called. I didn't wait for the people to call me. I called and I said, we have your money. <laughs> I, 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 I said, we have your money. Just relax. We are going through there. And I asked them for a letter to show that indeed the money. So I, I forwarded a letter to the guy. We have your money, see. This was not a joke. I know you thought it was a joke, but we have your money. <laughs> Hallelujah. Meanwhile, we had the price. We decided the price we were going to pay them. The price they advertised for the church, uh, the sale of the church, that's not how much we paid. We paid even less than 100000 what they were. And they accepted because of how we can. You see, faith is you knowing the God you serve. Believe me. How many have ever gone to uh, the market, uh, gone to the supermarket with a voucher before to use to buy something before? Give me a wave. Only two people. Yeah. If you have ever gone with a voucher, that voucher is not money. But have you seen the confidence you carry when you are going with the voucher? Why? Because you know that that voucher is as good as cash. Are you getting what I'm saying? How many have gone to the um, market, supermarket, and you know that your credit card is... <laughs> so as they are putting in, you are going, Father, in the name of Jesus, this card will not go and come to me void. It will accomplish the purpose for which I am sending it. And you hold everything you have inside intact, hoping that it go beep. Because you don't want to hear that beep, beep, because beep, beep means that you go through... You see, you have a, a credit card, but the confidence is not there because you know that the... But when you have a voucher, and you know the voucher is good, the confidence you have, in the same way, God's word is like a voucher, and it's good. I say his word will not fall to the ground. Yeah. Hallelujah. His word will not fall to the ground. So carry that word with some confidence. Exchange it. Hallelujah. We, we bought our building, our home. Same principle, same thing. Same thing. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that that faith works when you work it. I say faith works when you work it. Hallelujah. These people said, why sit we here? You see, the, the thing that will make you move is when you analyze faith. And say that, listen, if I perish, I perish. If I stay here, I die. If I go into the camp, they don't have food there, so I'll die. If I go to where the enemies are, I, have, I may die. I may live. If I die, all die, be die. Die is there. Die is here. If die is there, here has died. Here has died. He has died, no food. He has died, no food. He has died, but there's food. Maybe I'll say, before you kill me, let me eat me. <laughs> Give me some food to eat before you kill me. What if they don't kill me and they give me food to eat? Hallelujah. I, am I talking to somebody? Yeah. See, our Christian faith is not a theoretical faith. It's a powerful thing we are holding. 
The reason why we don't pray over the sick people these days is because we don't believe that sick people can be healed. We read in the Bible and we agree to it. That's why we are sitting in church. When we preach about people getting healed, the woman with the issue of blood and all that, we believe all those things. But how many of us apply to our own life? Because the story of the woman with the issue of blood is also another story of real faith in application. Are you with me? She had gone to doctors. Nobody could. She, the Bible says, and she was none bettered. And she heard that Jesus was on his way. And he said, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be. She didn't say that, I may. She said, I will be made whole. She was expectant. See, faith is something, faith has a process. You have to believe and be expectant. Some of us, we are not expectant in our faith. That's how come we give offerings, we pay tithe, but we've never been given uh, a gift of money before. Hallelujah. But if the word of God is true, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Shall men, he didn't say God. He didn't say aliens. He didn't say that you will be walking and find it on the street. He said, men, shall men give to you. And he said that for with the measure with which you make with all, is the same measure that will be given to you. Which means that when you give, you must expect that you will be given. Am I I talking to somebody? You must expect. These days we don't expect anything anymore. When I was growing as a Christian, when you want something, like you want a watch, you take the watch you have that doesn't work and stops, it works and stops, and sew it. That's what I was taught as a Christian. Sew it, that watch. Give it to somebody who hasn't got, hasn't seen watch on their wrist before. Are you with me? Yeah. And expect, as people are coming to you and they're smiling, you're expecting. Are you the one bringing my watch? <laughs> are you the one bringing my watch? Oh, it's you. So I say, oh, hello, are you? So when are you bringing the watch? Because I'm expecting one of these three must bring, bring me the watch. This is, we don't do that anymore. That's how come we also don't hear God saying we must give something. Because we will not give. We don't expect to receive. Yeah. I, mean, I, I lived all my life that way. One day, my wife was pregnant with our first child. And I was having my quiet time. And the Lord said, take thy only car, Isaac. <laughs> and dash it. But the annoying thing about it was not the dashing of the car, but the person that the Lord told me to give the car to. Because that guy was not a Christian. Unbeliever, smoking. The Lord said, take thy only car. Now, how do I tell my wife 
that the Lord says we must give the car to this. My only Isaac to this. So you know what I did? I picked the phone. And I called the guy. Come. I didn't tell him anything. I said, come. We lived on the third floor. Is it? Third floor. So when he got there, he pressed the buzzer. I knew he was saying, my wife was like, who is that? Oh, no, it's nobody. And I went down. When I got down, I started taking my, those times we used to use cassettes. <laughs> I started removing my cassettes from the car and then all my books and stuff from the car. Everything from the books and everything. Then the guy was like, what, what's up? I said, no. Then I said, here's the logbook. Take, take. Then he said, uh, then he was like, what's that? <laughs> what's that? I said, take, take. I said, go, go, go. Take the car. Here's the key. Here's the, spare, the second key. Go. Ah. He said, what's that? Go, just go. Because I didn't want her to come and see what was happening. So as he sat in the car and started driving off, I started climbing the stairs. Now, I'm rehearsing what I'm going to tell <laughs> that our car is gone. Yeah. I came, I opened the door, I said, oh, well. He said, what? <laughs> you know, my wife knows when I want to tell her something and I'm scared to tell her. She knows I have a certain way I have a baby. He said, what? What? I said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, the car. He said, what has happened to the car? I said, it's gone. They said, gone where? How? I said, the Lord. <laughs> the Lord what? <laughs> the Lord. And you should thank God for wives who are paid. I said, the Lord said, I should give it to that guy. Then he said, who? And I mentioned the guy's name. He looked, she looked at me and said, okay. <laughs> and we didn't have a car. We were walking. And she was about to have a baby. We're walking. Now, as we were walking, taking the bus, I was asking myself, what is this that I've done? <laughs> well, the guy sitting in my car going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hallelujah. So I went to the breaker's yard. Do they still do that? You know the breaker's scrap yard? I said, listen, I only have 50 pounds. Is there a car that I can get for 50 pounds? <laughs> yeah. The guy said, oh, the only car 50 pounds here showed me some car, some red car. Blue bed. <laughs> Nissan blue bed. Well, my car was very nice. Oh. My car had been used to do weddings, a lot of weddings in the church. It's a blue bed. Would you believe that that blue bed did about a year or two years? About a year. We're using it to travel to Birmingham. Back and forth. That 550 pound blue bed. For some reason, the car was drove like a dream. <laughs> very nice. Well, it's like a very old car. 
I know my new car is with somebody who goes. <laughs> it's not that I had money to replace it. I didn't have money. But that's faith. Are you with me? That's our Christian faith. It's like that thing is not popular anymore. God can't tell you to give your shoe when you have only one proper one and one not so proper. Give the proper one to somebody and use the not so proper. I gave, I was on the bus. Meanwhile, my friend was driving my car. Hallelujah. I'm talking to you about practical faith. But you can ask my wife. The Lord has given us more than 20 times what we gave. The guy never came to church. We gave him the, the car. He smoked. He didn't even say thank you. He just sat in the car. And then he drove us. He never came to church. I was not a pastor then. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. But God has blessed us. I say God has blessed us. Hallelujah. The woman with the issue of blood. Can you imagine that Jesus is going? How many hundreds of people are behind him? And in those days, women are not allowed in the congregation of men. Are you with me? So for her to push through the crowd. push. Have you ever pushed through a crowd of many people before? Push through a crowd. It's not an easy thing. And she was suffering. Bible says for 18 years, she had this issue. So she's anemic. She's weak. She's in pain. She feels, and ladies, you know what I'm talking about. You feel very uncomfortable because it's, you alone know what is happening inside the clothes. And you feel very uneasy. Are you with me? And maybe she was smelling and everything. But she was pushing through. Pushing through. Because in her mind's eye, if only I can touch I don't need anything. I don't need to talk to him. I don't need an interview. I don't need five minutes meeting. I don't need ten minutes prayer. I don't need deliverance. If only I can touch. How many people will come to church? If only I can touch pastor's clothes, I'll be made whole. You know when the pastor is praying for you, you are looking at him like this. (laughs) Is that that all? Do you have some more? Do you have any? You are listening to them. Prayer is like the prayer. I remember one day somebody was going for an interview. And the pastor, I'm going for this interview. Pray for me. And uh, I said, Father, I pray for favor in Jesus' name. I said, in Jesus' name, amen. Then the person's eyes were closed, still waiting. In Jesus' name, amen. I said, amen. <laughs> pastor, is that all? <laughs> I said, what else do you want? <laughs> She wanted me to spit on his face and say, Father, I conjure and the Mazarots and the Orion and the Zodiacs, I command all the... No, 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 no. No. Hallelujah. Bible says that Jesus was in a room somewhere preaching and there were men who had a friend who was sick in bed and they said, Jesus must touch this guy. By all means today. We don't know how Jesus is going to touch him. 
But Jesus must touch this guy. They tried the entrance. It didn't work. They tried the exit. It didn't work. They tried windows. It didn't work. They said, one person said, I know. Let's go up the roof. You know, anybody who go to another man's house and take the roof out, that person is a criminal. That person is not, you see, that's a thief. But even the thief in his thievery state, his thievery mentality, can have contagious faith to affect God. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. So he said, listen. When they were Jesus was preaching, so Jesus stopped. They said, hey, what's happening here? And then the people took rope, tied it on the four posts of the bed, and they started to lower the the bed. So as Jesus saw this man lying there coming down green. Hey, <laughs> what's if the man tips and falls down? Jesus saw it. And he said, take your bed and go home. And he said, your faith has made you well. Hallelujah. Your faith in God is what has made you well. Hallelujah. Because you believe. And you didn't only just believe. You discussed it among yourselves. And you didn't only just discuss it among yourselves. But you took a step. Sometimes we discuss. And even in the discussion, some of us kill the faith. And so no action is. Because see, this guy had to convince. I don't know whether the guy was on the bed who convinced the four guys to carry him. Or one of the guys. Who said, if we can get to this man, he will heal. So he had to convince the three other friends. Hmm. The person who owns the rope, they had to convince him to release the rope. Hmm. The person who owns the mattress or the bed itself, they had to convince them to release the bed from wherever they, bought, they got the bed from. Because I, I don't imagine that they used a house bed. <laughs> so it's probably like a stretcher or something, <laughs> which belongs to somebody. Am I talking to them? So when you are reading the Bible, read it in, in pictures so that you do make you, you give you better understanding. Are, are you getting it? And, and they go and they take the action, drop the bed with the man. I don't know whether they tied the man to the bed, they tied his stomach, or they tied they tied both hands. I don't know. I'm, I'm imagining that they wouldn't just put the man on the bed and with rope and not tie him. Are you with me? But Jesus was looking at all these things. See, miracle, miracle to take faith. You, the one, the recipient of the miracle, you must have as much faith as the giver of the miracle. The reason why we don't receive is because we don't have faith to receive. Amen. The reason why faith is not transmitted from us is because we don't have faith to give. I'm challenging you from today. Have faith in God. Operate on faith. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Operate on faith. Allow God to talk to you. Go and give your car to somebody. Pastor. <laughs> Think about this. Not in winter. Yeah, no. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Let's, let's begin to challenge God. You don't have a job. Why are you sitting at home changing channels? I say, why are you sitting at home changing channels? 
Dress like you have a job. Wake up like people who wake up to go to work. At the time they wake up, put your suit on like people who are going to the place they work. And join the bus like those who are going to work. Are you with me? And go to the offices like those who are going to work with your CV and your tie from 9 o'clock. Don't come home to those who are working to go home. Am I, am I talking to you? Yeah, yeah. Go to every, everywhere. Whatever work you are looking for. If you are looking for, a, what do you call it? Hospital job. Uh, yeah, don't, don't sit, don't go to the hospital the time that those who are not working go. Go there when those who are working go there. Are you, are you with me? I, I, am I talking to somebody? See, when, when, uh, when uh, what do you call it? People work. People are working around 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. When you come, you are looking for a job. They are feeling, they are not in the mood. They say there's no vacancy. But as they are, they are settling in, 9 o'clock, they come, they are switching the computer, and you come in, you are looking for a job. This, this person is a serious person. Because these days, majority of people are so lazy, they stay at home and send CVs. You sit here remotely, you send your paper, that your paper should look for a job for you. Have you heard something before? That's why, the, the, so the person is also sitting behind his computer and going, reject, 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 reject. Because, but when you go there, Look in the past. At the time when they are also entering, even when they don't have a job, they look at you. Why sit we here till we die? Why sit we in our rooms hoping for a job? If we sit here, we will only but die. Oh, uh, uh, this town is too difficult, it's too hard. Let me go back to Samaria where I came from. There's farming there. People there are hoping they will come to where you are sitting. So why don't you go to the enemy's camp? Am I talking to somebody? Go to the enemy's camp and ex- with an expectation. See that? They went with an expectation. And as they were going, the Lord sent, I don't know whether it's that's the first amplifier that is recorded in, in history. Because their work and their little chains and their things sounded like a great army. And I'm thinking that if you are going to run, what is the fastest mode of running? In those days, it's horse. How does it come about that they didn't take their horses? They left their horses and their donkeys and they run on foot. If an army is coming and we have to run, me, I'll take my horse. I don't know about it, but I'll take my horse. Hallelujah. That should tell you that God is waiting for an action to amplify it. God is waiting for an action to do something unusual with it. The reason why God is not, as you are praying and fasting and hoping God to do something, God is also praying and fasting and hoping that you will come out of your, your sleep and stop sitting in that place. Stand up and go towards your place of breakthrough. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is what makes faith work. Hallelujah. Faith is an action word. Faith is a doing word. I pray that we will all become men and women of faith. 